I'm your host, Dr. M, and you're listening to Aligned You, a podcast designed to assist you to truly be aligned through your body, head, and heart so you can reach your full potential in your own unique way. Hey there, Aligned You listeners, Dr. M here, and welcome to this week's episode. I am pumped this week because it is the fourth part of the four-part series. That's it, folks. This is the end of it, of Breaking Bad, Stress Habits and Pain Cycles 2.0. This is a recording of a workshop that I delivered in my beautiful integrative chiropractic practice in the heart of Alexandria, Sydney, Mitchell Road Chiropractic. I delivered this workshop back in June 2022, just as we were coming out of some more of the significant restrictions that we'd had the pleasure or not so much pleasure of being under for the last few years here in Sydney and in Australia. And it couldn't have been better timing to actually dive deep into the impact that stress long-term stress that is not serving us plays and how to get the heck out of it and what we can be doing to take action steps on a daily basis. You may or may not have listened to one parts one, two, and three. I highly recommend you go back and listen to those before you get stuck into part four. In this particular episode, I dive into now you know where you're at as far as baselines are concerned from your body stress score, what are you going to do about it? Which parts of the day are so important to manage so that you can get the best out of your day and it's most you're setting yourself up for success rather than failure? And I talk a lot about the prime real estate of your day. I hope you enjoy this final part of this four-part series and I look forward to seeing you on the other side. Okay. We're going to do a little exercise with the Maltesers. What I'm going to, get to do is put your anything out of your hands other than the Malteser for a moment. And I'm going to get you all to close your eyes and just have the Malteser actually on your hand. Perfect. Now what I want you to bring your awareness to is the weight of the Malteser on your hand. That might sound a bit funny. But the Malteser has a weight. You can probably feel the friction that it's creating on your hand. What I want you to do now with the hand that's not holding the Malteser is bring it up just underneath your nose and actually breathe in the smell of it. So bring the Malteser up to your nose. And you can smell the chocolate and you can smell the Maltesers, the malt, I should say. I can see if you've got your eyes open, by the way. Your eyes should still be shut. <laughs> and now what I want you to do is just pop it onto, with, into your mouth with your mouth closed and keep the Malteser at the front of your tongue, inside your mouth. Don't bite down on it. Just leave it at the front. Because sometimes when we're eating a lot of salt and we're eating a lot of things that have additives with it, is that we don't actually use all the taste buds on our tongue, which actually are designed to taste and pick up different flavours. If you are over-salting your food, you are destroying your taste buds. So what I want you to do is just pay attention to the taste of the chocolate and the sensation of the chocolate actually melting a little bit. And just feel those different flavours coming around and, and that sensation in your mouth. And then as however it pleases you, you can either crush it, you can chew it, however you wish to safely swallow it so you don't choke on said Malteser, you can then swallow the Malteser. 
And those of you who have said you've never meditated before, you just did a guided meditation with a Malteser. <laughs> so well done, you. Um, Meditation doesn't have to be hard. What, again, a bit like when we did that breathing exercise at the start, is that you'll notice everybody just went, shh. There's a calmness in the room. Now, again, this is a different workshop, but when it comes to food and energetics of food and how we're sharing food with our family and our loved ones, actually eating the same food at the same time calmly is a really important thing. That is a whole other workshop. But there's reasons why, because foods have energetics and then if you're, everybody in the family is eating different things and you're eating in a stressed state, it can create all sorts of disharmonies. So are you connecting in all, right, all the right places? I realise I'm being long-winded tonight, so I wanted to make sure you guys go away with some tools other than what we've already done tonight. As I mentioned a moment ago, is that there's a lot of people that are overconnected in all the wrong places. And it happened, part of that is because of the experience that we've had over the last couple of years where we literally could not connect in real life. Last year through the start of lockdown when we didn't have a singles bubble, I was living on my own at that point with Atlas. Other than seeing people in here, because I was super strict with my bubble, I saw people in here. I literally went next door to get takeaway coffee. I was clicking collecting at Woolies and I was at home with Atlas for eight weeks because we didn't have a singles bubble. I'm an extrovert. I need humans. I was not happy Jan by the end of it. So was I too connected to social media? Hell yes, because it was actually a saviour at that particular time. Do I need to be so connected to it now? Hell no. But it's a changing of a pattern. Just a muscle memory thing. Just pretend your phone is in front of you. Can you all point to where your social media and your emails are on your phone? Like literally point. I know where mine is. I have a box. It goes Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. My emails are down here. That muscle memory is an important thing to have awareness of because how many of you have your phone near your bed? So how many of you have your alarm on your phone? How many of you, after your alarm has gone off, your next move is Facebook, Instagram, emails? Do you think that's the best? Hey. I got rid of it. Good. Good. Because do you think that that's the best way to use your prime real estate of your day? Because what you're doing is by doing that, you're actually bringing the external world and all of its stuff into your internal safe haven before your feet have even hit the floor for the day. Does that sound like a good way to start the day? So one of the suggestions I would make to you, or give to you, I should say, not make to you, I'll give it to you, is push out, even if it's for 10 minutes, ideally 20 minutes, ideally an hour, in the morning before you hit any external sources of information. Now, I, you just listen very carefully. I did not say stop using any of those things, did I? Did I say stop using it? No. I said just push out when you start to actually access them and see what a difference it makes to your day. As well as other news sources and things like that is if you're watching a lot of news right now, unless it is part of your job, I'd suggest dial that back because... If you're actually listening, and depending on how you can digest that information, but there's a lot going on in the world right now, and if you're getting caught up in that drama versus fact, it can really set you off in terms of your stress adaptation. So there's a big difference in digesting some of the big things that are going on around the world and understanding what the facts are versus getting caught up in all the memes that are going on and feeding that fuel, which doesn't make a difference. Does that make sense? 
because so much of that fuel that you're actually taking on internally, are you making a difference with it? Or are you just getting caught up in it and then actually affecting your day and how you can perform throughout your day? Something to think with. Think about, I should say. Talked about a bit, brain, brain body connection. That's me sitting on the cliffs at Clovelly, by the way. I met, just mentioned prime real estate of your day. I think the most important part of your day is the first hour and the last hour. And you, this is one area I'd highly suggest you having control over. Because you do, more often than not. And if you don't have that first hour of control because of kids and other family members, my suggestion would be get up earlier, so you do. Even if it's about 20 minutes to yourself, it can make a world of difference. So if you were to think about the first part of your day, would you say it's currently set up for success for the day or is it making your day harder? What do I mean by that? Is the first part of your day spent thinking about what you're grateful for, perhaps meditating if you're into exercise first thing in the morning, are you moving first thing in the morning, or is the first part of your day doing what I perhaps just said, which is emails are on first thing in the morning and you're actually checking and putting out fires straight away, or you're on social media, or you're arguing with partners, or you're sorting out kids before you've actually had a moment to sort yourself out. Just something to perhaps check in about. Um, one of the things that is a non-negotiable for me throughout the week, unless it's actually raining down sideways like it was for eight weeks earlier in the year, is that um, this is a spot that I've been going to since I moved back to Sydney in 2019. So I'm over at the cliffs at least. It's now my non-negotiable is twice a week. I went through a period as I was selling my practice down the coast that I literally went 60 days straight. Now, the reason why I went 60 days straight, and if I wasn't at the cliffs, I was literally driving to my practice down the coast, is it was because it was one of the areas that I could take control on and shift momentum in my life. There was a lot of other things that were completely outside of my control, but the one thing that I could do that my future self, the future person that I wanted to be would absolutely be at sunrise every morning, so I bloody did it. And through that period, it made a world of difference. Um, I'm not, my legs aren't dangling off the edge, by the way. There is about that much between me and the edge of that cliff. What am I doing at sunrise is when I get there is sometimes I'm just shooting the shit with a couple of mates of mine that I actually go to sunrise with. We might be talking about business, life, spiritual stuff. More often than not, we're doing a meditative practice and some breath work as well. And then we usually get into the water. I'm not going to say we swim. That's being very generous. We get into the water uh, right throughout the year, unless there's poo-wee foam, because that's dangerous. If it's been raining a lot, there's actually poo-wee foam in Sydney, because the ocean outfalls actually push it in. Some of you who swim regularly actually know about it. So I don't get into poo-wee foam, but otherwise I'm in the water. Um, and I swim throughout the year, or I get into the water, as I said. Now, I'm not suggesting you do that, but pick what your sunrise is. Is there a particular thing that you want to be doing in the morning that is going to make a difference to how the rest of your day functions? And just you might want to write it down. You might want to keep it. To, you might want to just park it in your head. And can you commit to doing that for the next 21 days? Now, the reason why I suggest 21 days, it, some of you would have, would have heard it before, 21 days is the start of a habit. It's actually longer than that, but it's certainly the starting point, is to do something consistently for 21 days is the starting process of laying down that neurological pattern that we were talking about earlier. So pick something that you're going to do 
that you're adding in, not that you're not going to do. Like, don't write down for the next 21 days, I'm not getting on social media. No, 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 no. We want to add first. We're not stopping stuff at this point. So what's the one thing that you're going to add in that you're going to do consistently for the next 21 days? And the other component of that then is the last hour of your day. Again, if you can start with the first hour, that's a great place to start and getting more control over that space. I love this picture. I don't know if you guys can see the, the, um, the detail of this particular photo. It was a birthday present from three of my very dear friends, one of whom, Pauline, who I run the retreat with. This is a photo of Clovelly. So those of you who've been to Clovelly before, you know where the concrete is. And I love this as a metaphor for what we're talking about because... To draw a line in the concrete and actually create systems and take the time to be able to design what you're doing in a day-to-day basis to reduce the stress and to simplify actually gives you a lot more fluidity and flow through your day. And so I love this particular picture because, one, it's, very, it's a very special spot to me because of the, all of the different things that literally I've manifested from sitting on those cliffs, let alone to the various lines that I've literally put in concrete in my life that I, once I step over, I know that it brings so much goodness into my, into my life. And while some of the things we're talking about tonight might seem super simple, is that I promise you, and from all the many people that I've taught some of these simple tools to, is once you do put that line into concrete, is it's quite amazing whatever, what else starts to flow once you get that into place. So we're going to check in again. How are you breathing? We're going to practice one more time because I want to make sure that this sits for you before we finish off for tonight. So sitting up tall in your chairs, if all you leave with tonight is that you're almost breathing properly in your belly, I'll be very happy. Hopefully that you are, but almost. I'll take it. So we're just going to check in again, but this time I actually want you to focus on breathing into your belly, except for if it's going to make you cough, then don't do that. Is Take a breath in, but this time what I want you to focus on is that your bottom hand is moving and your top hand should not move at all. I want you to do that three times. A really simple breath, it's called the box breath, that you can add into your day is, and we're going to do it together now, is to breathe in. We're going to make it for four, unless it's going to make you cough. Keep it short for you, Caitlin, or it will make you cough. Is breathe in for four, hold it for four, and then breathe out for four, and hold that for four. Breathe in for four, hold it for four. Breathe out for four and hold that for four. Again, for those of you who thought you can't can't meditate, you're meditating. You're actually dropping in. And what you're feeling is, you know when I'm I'm saying you can feel everyone go shoo, it's literally you're dropping into the room. Your head's not going everywhere, you're just here. And how how different would your life be if you could be in that present moment more versus being all over the place while you're trying to have conversations with people. Test that out. Maybe that's something you want to do for the next 21 days if you're struggling for something. That's a good one. Is box breathing at least three times a day. It's a good change. 
For those of you super fast, if you're not getting checked by a chiropractor, you bloody should be. I'm going to keep it very simple. That's my sales pitch for tonight. <laughs> Did you like that? Because <laughs> I'm running short of time. If you don't have a regular chiropractor, if you're local, you're most welcome to come in for a checkup. If you know people that should be getting their spines checked and their brain-body connection checked, um, I'm very happy to check any of your family or friends on me. If it's a right fit for them, great. If they think I'm a lunatic, that's okay. I'll still love them. They don't have to come in. It's really simple. Um, but coming in for that checkup and getting your baselines is a really good place to start. Okay. Before we finish off for tonight, is thinking about what aspects of your daily, weekly habits that you have that include aspects of self-care. Now, this can be lots of different areas of your life. Sometimes people think self-care is, I'm going to the spa for the day and don't call me because I'll be in facials for the next three hours. That's what I'm talking about with self-care. I would call that self-love, is treating yourself and that kind of thing. Self-care is making choices throughout the day that show you that you love you. Does that make sense? So perhaps before you take an action throughout the day, and it might be as you're adding new habits in and old habits are rearing their head, is a simple question to ask yourself is, if I loved myself, would I do that? There's a powerful question. If I love myself, what would I do? So, for example, for me, sometimes, and there is a moment, and we had this moment yesterday where I was going to eat something for dinner that I probably shouldn't have eaten, and part of why I came out to Ames and I was like, yeah, you know what I just ordered for dinner? Yeah, I don't want that for dinner anymore, um, is because I had a moment going, if I love myself, would I actually eat that? It was, it was going to be delicious, don't get me wrong, but I didn't need it. And that was actually the thought process that went through my head before I came out and said, I don't want that for dinner anymore. Um, and we had something different. So that's a very powerful question. When it comes throughout the day is, if I love myself, would I do it? And if the answer is, yes, I love myself enough and I am goddamn having that piece of chocolate cake, enjoy the chocolate cake. Don't have guilt around it. Because A, you're a pain in the ass to be around if you're eating a piece of chocolate cake and bitching and moaning about it. And B, it's not serving you if you're not going to enjoy it. Perhaps set some rules for yourself around what quality of chocolate cake you're going to eat. And if you're going to eat it, make it bloody good. That's one of my rules around food is quality of food and the things around me is one of my highest values. So what irritates me is if I know I've been making choices about eating shitty quality food because it doesn't actually align with my values. Great quality food that's cooked beautifully and great produce, oh, it's like my happy place. But eating shitty food just for the sake of eating it, for the quick hit of dopamine, that doesn't align for me. Okay, something for you guys to think about. All right, very quickly, because I realise I'm a bit over time. We're going to do a quick quiz. One of the ways that I think is really good, uh, actually two things I'm going to say before we finish off tonight. For those of you who are going home to partners or housemates or family, one of the things anytime you come to a session like this is don't, my suggestion to you is don't go home and vomitron all over them as to what you learnt <laughs> and that you're now going to change their world because they're doing all of these things so you're going to fix them. I'm going to suggest you just focus on you and if your family or friends say, hey, what did you learn about tonight? is ask permission for whether or not they would actually like to hear about it. Because sometimes those sorts of things are automated. Where, 
hey honey, how was your day? Sometimes your other half doesn't actually want to hear how your day was. They were just saying something they thought they should say. Does that make sense? So asking permission, would you actually like me to tell you about tonight? And if they then said, yes, I would, by all means, carry on the vomitron. But if they don't actually want to hear about it, I don't suggest trying to fix people with the information that you have tonight. It's a really easy thing to do of going, I can tell. You need to use the worry meter because I can see you're worrying and so I'm actually going to do it for you and going to tell you which bits you can and can't control. Has anybody else ever done that or is that just me? <laughs> um, the other thing is, is that part of how you can help this sit is also by teaching other people some of the stuff you've learned. So please share this information with other people or better still get them to come to one of these workshops and then I can share it with them because sometimes if you're not quite sure about how to share it, then it can get a bit muddled. So we're just going to do a couple of simple, it's the fastest buzzer first kind of quiz, which yell out the answer um, and you get a prize. So the first question is, can somebody, uh, does anybody remember one of the three stressors? There are three types. Okay. Is that, was that you, Camilla, that yelled that out? <laughs> you got one. Very good. Very good. Um, what was, it's so easy, so this is going to just be fastest buzzer first. <laughs> What time of day is the prime real estate? Morning. <laughs> Good listening. Do you want the prize? <laughs> there you go, Michelle. You can test it out. Beautiful. All right, folks. Before we finish off tonight, um, you'll notice tonight I didn't ask you to stop anything. There is a reason for that. Add first rather than trying to stop stuff. The reason why I never ask you to stop things is because it actually will set off a stress response. If I actually said to you, stop Facebook, <laughs> people around the room would have DTs. Um, not everybody, but some people. And those giggling are probably, that's you, that would be having that response. Um, but pick one thing that you're going to add in. Okay, whether that's your prime real estate or throughout the day. Ames, have you got those feedback forms? Perfect. I've got some feedback forms for you. I'd love to know what your biggest learn or your love from tonight is. And if you want to share what your action step is with me so I can help you stay accountable, by all means do so. Um, and if you haven't already come in for a checkup, you'd like to, just give us a, a shout out that you'd like to come in. Or if you've got any family or friends that would like to come in for a checkup, they're most welcome to as well. As I said, if you ever recommend or refer people in to see me, you, those of you who have been in know I don't lock the door behind you. Uh, you have full reign as to whether you come or go. And what's really important for me is that uh, anybody that I look after is that we resonate and that we have the same goals for you. Uh, I have, I, if we're not the right fit, then I don't work with people um, in the practice. But we do that obviously very gently. Um, thank you guys for coming tonight. If you have any questions, you're welcome to hang and ask me. And if I can answer them now, I will. And if we need to set aside more time, we can. Um, but I really, I do appreciate your time tonight. As I said, I know there's other things you could be doing. And I really appreciate it. So thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. 
Well, that's it for this week's episode, Align You listeners. I hope you enjoyed the final part of our four-part series of Breaking Bad Stress Habits and Pain Cycles. If you'd like to come along to one of our live events, make sure you jump on to alignedyou.com.au to register your interest and join the wait list. Often our events fly under the radar and you don't know about them until they've actually been and gone. So make sure you don't miss out and follow us on our Instagram page, aligned.u. Or you can follow my personal page, Dr. Maria Z, as well, if you want to see what's going on in my world from time to time. Anyway, I could talk all day, as you well know, and I won't. I hope you have a great week, and I'll catch you next time. And that's it for today's episode, Aligned You listeners. Remember to hit the five-star ratings and share today's episode with your friends. And be sure to join our collective on Facebook and Instagram at Aligned You. Look forward to catching you next time. The information shared on Aligned You podcast is of general nature and for information purposes only. It is not specific medical or personal advice. You should seek assistance from your healthcare practitioner for your individual circumstances. Any information provided doesn't imply endorsement or third-party devices or products and cannot provide you with health and medical advice.